thank you to everyone that has tuned in thus far and has helped make 52 Weeks of Hustle such a success. I've had such a great time sitting down with industry leaders. Thank you to the leaders and for all the listeners and your continued support. I'm excited to have joined General Sports Worldwide, where Lou DePauli and I will be focusing on executive search and team consulting. Our services will range from recruiting, onboarding, training, development, business planning, consulting, and much more. We're really looking to be a full service agency for our clients to assist them in their return on investment and return on energy. Please let me know if you have any interest. In addition, thank you for everyone that has supported the book, Hustle Your Way to Success in Sports Sales, a playbook to be an elite in the sports business industry. It's available on Amazon in ebook, paperback, and audio versions. Be sure to check out 52weeksofhustle.com, as well as to follow on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. I've been fortunate to spend my entire career in the sports sales industry, and I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to those individuals that want to get in this business, or for those that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. Each week, I'm going to have the opportunity to sit down with industry professionals to talk about their career growth, what it takes to be successful, and ultimately a few key takeaways for you to apply to your everyday. Without further ado, our guest this week. Driving revenue and growth are such a big part of this business. When it comes to driving those initiatives, it takes a focus on people, process, and strategy. Our next guest has done just that, as I'm excited to have Peter Kent, Chief Commercial Officer of Club Corp. Peter, welcome to the show. Travis, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Great. Thank you. Awesome. Well, very excited to have you and dive into your illustrious career. And let's start out currently. You've just joined Club Corp less than two months ago. Club Corp is based in Dallas, Texas, is known in this industry for its vast portfolio of premier and family-focused clubs, innovative benefits, and experiential lifestyles. And why was that move to make sense for you? First off, I mean, illustrious. That's the first time anyone has used that uh, as a as a as a uh, descriptor of my career. So I love that. Um, yep. I have to write it down. I got to look it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we're going to so, certainly dive into it and all the listeners are going to be like, that was truly illustrious for sure. Yeah. Well, so, you know, I, um, you know, I, I, I was in the sports world for basically relative to my career for kind of a cup of coffee and, um, you know, in the team world. And while I love the team world, I was looking really um, to get back onto a bigger stage and a little bigger platform and with Club Corp. When I started digging into Club Corp, you know, we're, we're in, um, you know, we have 227 clubs. We're in um, 29 of the 30 largest media markets. Uh, we're in 40 states. So it's a pretty broad platform. But when I started to really look at the business, though, I felt like there was just this, like there was kind of growth opportunities everywhere. Um, and um, it was really exciting. So it, it was a really, uh, you know, easy decision for me just in terms of, you know, next steps and, and why I was so intrigued by this, this role and opportunity. And we're certainly going to dive into it. And, you know, as you sit in your chair now, you're overseeing the revenue and growth for, for three big verticals at Club Corp, country clubs, city clubs and stadium clubs. So I know every day is different and, and we talk pretty much every day, but what, what does a day to day look like for you? I mean, right. So I've been on the job for six weeks. I mean, I, I always joke and say that it's, I'm not drinking from a fire hose. I mean, someone dropped me off in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Know. There's no hose I'm, in there. You're straight. Yeah, right. right. It's water everywhere. Um, it, listen, it's really learning the business. I mean, I'm trying to understand the business. I've never been 
I've been in the golf business, obviously, when I was with the PGA Tour for, you know, for 11 years on the event side, but really weren't, we, we weren't really selling golf as much as we were selling media, yep. um, you know, which is the core of what's at that product. So getting into this business, I mean, I've spent an inordinate amount of time in the last six weeks, really, um, A, you know, obviously getting to meet the people, but really digging in and understanding the process um, with which, you know, we go about the business, understanding the product, um, you know, looking at what we're selling, uh, where we're selling it, how we're selling it, how much we're selling it for, what the competition looks like. So spending an awful lot of time at that, digging into really important elements of our business, which we haven't really done to this point, like yield management. I mean, I, I think we are starting to, you know, at least from my perspective, I'm starting to ask our team to look at, you know, tee times, for example, and the, and the golf course side of our business, yep. you have to look at tee times almost as like fruit. So, um, you know, if you don't sell it, it, it goes bad. So we're thinking about yield management. So the data side of our business, yeah. um, and, and, you know, then obviously with folks like you, we're spending a lot of time on people. I mean, I think you can have incredible strategies. You can have incredible products, but if you don't have the right people, it's really hard to sustain, you know, I think success and growth and, 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 and you know, all, all the, all the good stuff that we really want to get out of the business. Absolutely. And we'll certainly dive into the value of people. And, and as you think about Club Corp as a whole, Peter, and you think about the overall vision, a lot of this business in, in sales and revenue is that elevator pitch of that story. So what's your elevator pitch for Club Corp and, and specifically why somebody should join Club Corp? You know, I mean, for me, when I think about Club Corp and what we do at the heart of what we do, it's just developing connections. And listen, I mean, I think life is all about connections. And so whether, you know, you're looking for a place to, to, to play, you know, and meet friends, uh, we provide that. We provide a great kind of, I guess, probably baseline or, 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 or you know, uh, platform for people to meet other people. If it's you're looking to, you know, further your business. Um, whether it's to drive business, it's maybe to make connections around career growth and so on and so forth. I mean, we, we, we provide that. And then you, you kind of wrap it around the, you know, basically it's like, it's just fun. I mean, you know, golf is fun. Being with friends is fun. Um, you know, and, 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 and we do a really, really good job of that. We've done a really good job at being a significant part of our members' lives. I mean, if you look at the, our members and how much time they spend at their clubs, as again, part of their work, part of their, part of their, you know, part of their play, um, it's an inordinate amount of time and they yep. do it because it's a great product. It's meaningful and it's had an impact, you know, on their lives. Absolutely. And are you, a, are you, are you sold? Did you just buy? I, I'm, I'm in, I'm all in, <laughs> I'm two feet in right now. So I, love it. I think, you know, to, to your point, right? Like we always talk about in this business, you know, if you're selling anything, it's what's that value proposition you're providing. And I think that's an opportunity, you know, no matter which type of club you're talking about. Um, my hope is my friendship with you is I can get a little bit of a, a cheaper discount or maybe even a free membership. But uh, I'm oh, in. I'm, you know, we don't discount stuff. My <laughs> not not devaluing that product. Yeah, um, right. You know, and, and Peter, we're certainly going to dive into to the rest of your career, but you've sold with the PGA Tour and most recently with Illich Holdings there with the Tigers, Red Wings, 313 Presents and Olympia Development. So how do you feel like selling the Club Corp product compares to that traditional sports team product? Yeah, I mean, so first of all, you know, that it's, it's a really good question. I, I'll answer the question directly, but then I'll take us maybe go up a little higher than that. The, 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 the answer is I, I, when I started looking at this business, I felt like there were so many parallels between what we were selling in the team space 
and what we sell at, at, at Club Corp. So if, if you drill down a little bit more, I mean, from my perspective, the way we sell a membership is very analogous to the way we sold season tickets or maybe even, um, you know, a season ticket into a premium space yep. um, and the, in the team side. We all sell private events. I mean, private events is a significant business for us. And then our, our outing business is very similar to the groups, groups business. I mean, you're, you're kind of chasing the same groups. So, um, you know, the categories. This, um, so, you know, when, when I thought about why the leap could be, um, I think probably very fruitful for me, it's because of the, the, the really the similarities between the products and how we sell the products. But above and beyond that, if you go just maybe one step higher, I mean, I've sold everything, I, you know, which is the reality. I mean, I, I started off selling my career, started, I was selling toilet paper. Right. Um, I was selling a lot of toilet paper, but I was selling toilet paper. <laughs> I, um, um, and, you know, so I've done that and I've sold $100 million sponsorship packages. And when you think about the fundamentals of sales and selling, it, really, no matter what you're selling, where you're selling, um, the price points, the fundamentals of sales and selling, it's probably, in my belief, and I can't probably be talked out of this, is it's 75 to 80% very fundamental. So it's it, regardless of what you're selling, your approach is very similar. Similar. You probably have 20 to 25% that's nuanced. And that's where the, like, I'm, instead of me selling a $1,500 load of toilet paper is different than selling a $100 million sponsorship package. Right. So, you know, it's it's the nuance that you have to adjust. But the things that, that I've used throughout my career, regardless of product, have been, it's basically been the same fundamentals. Yep. No, absolutely. And it starts and stops with fundamentals. And, you know, from that end, you talked about you, you've spent a lot of your career really focused on high end products and very large deals and in multi year deals. So what's your advice to listeners on just always being able to think big? Well, I mean, first of all, I, I had just said this to our sponsorship team this morning here at Club Corp, which we're trying to build up is I promise if you I promise if you go in and ask for a $50,000 deal, you're going to get a $50,000 deal. Yep. I promise yep. you. If you go in and ask for a million dollar deal, you might get a $500,000 deal. You might get a million dollar deal, yep. uh, but you're not going to get a $50,000 deal. Nope. And so I, I think the reality is, is that, you know, um, my belief is you always go to the highest common denominator and you, and, you know, listen, it's not as if you, you it's incumbent upon us as, as, as sellers to make sure that we're providing a value that's commensurate with the price. And what I always encourage our people to do is to continue to look to add value so that we can, you know, we can sell higher priced products and programs and services. So, you know, thinking, thinking big is a really critical part of, I want to drive $10 million in revenue. We're at a million five right now. How are we going to get there? Well, you got to start really putting those parts and pieces in play. Um, what I don't want to do and have never done is kind of, you know, this small incremental change. I love the trans kind of the transformational stuff. So, to, you know, could we go from a million five to two million bucks? Sure. And would that be a 25% increase? Sure. But the opportunity is maybe 10 million and we shouldn't do, we shouldn't really do anything that compromises our ability to get us from a million five to 10 million bucks as quickly as possible. And certainly don't be content with anything you're doing. Absolutely. No question. You know, Peter, in general, you know, I, I know you talk a lot about the value and the understanding of people and process and strategy. Why are those areas so important for you? I, you know, I mean, listen, it helps you build a plan. And as I just said, I mean, like from my perspective, 
I think when I see salespeople kind of struggling and sales managers struggling, first of all, I and I start with, do, you know, do, do they have a plan? I mean, what's the plan? I think you've got to start thinking about what your roadmap is. What I've always tried to do in my career is very quickly assess, regardless, again, of where I've been in my career, or what my title says, I've always tried to, to quickly assess where are we and where do I think I can go? Like, where, where can we get this? Yep. And then you start to then really get focused on, on how to fill the gap. And the way you fill the gap is planning products, people that, you know, when you start clicking on all cylinders, it's, it's, listen, it's the hard part of being a new sales manager. The hard part of being a new sales manager is that you got to sometimes come in and make some really challenging decisions around, you know, maybe they've been going down the, the you know, the path with a plan that's maybe not the right plan. So you've got to make adjustments, right? And then and maybe we've got people that don't necessarily fit. And it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to get to that spot where you say, maybe we've got to make some changes, but ultimately at the end of the day, um, again, you got to have the right plan. You've got to make sure you're selling the right products and you have to have the right people to execute because you can, listen, you can be amazing um, at building process and planning and strategy. If you don't have the right people, you know, it's going to be a long day for you. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, along the lines of people, Club Corp is, is certainly hiring a lot of, you know, top producers from a sales and leadership end. And what are key characteristics you're always looking for in the most successful people, regardless of role? Yeah, I mean, listen, I love, I think the hardest sales, I mean, I, I, people have asked me, in, you know, in the past, like, what do you think the secret to selling is? I mean, the secret to selling is really your ability to connect with people and develop relationships, you know, develop, grow um, relationships. So I, I, from my perspective, I love sitting back and we, we actually do a decent amount of, um, I've always loved doing kind of panel interviews because I love sitting back and watching how people interact with other people. Yep. And, and I'm always drawn to people that can have the ability to make those quick connections, asking questions, they're interested and, and they're, you can tell they're kind of assessing where you are and, and then that, which is kind of helping them kind of figure out where they want to be. Yep. So, you know, from my perspective, like, listen, if you're going to be a successful seller, you have to be, um, you've got to be able to connect with people. I also like people um, and, and, you know, the people who have worked for me in the past will tell you that, uh, like, I love this kind of bigger dynamic thinking. So I, I, I probably, you know, from my, you know, what I need for me is, is people that go, Again, I, I want to get beyond just the, the small incremental change. I really want to get into the transformational change stuff. So what are we going to do? And what like how, what are the ideas that we can come up with that are going to get us there? I love people who have the ability to think big that then have then, then can go like make it happen. Um, and um, and I, so I think that stuff is really critical. How you connect with people and then basically how you approach the thought of, of building out your business. And we've talked about, you know, thinking big and, and to your point right there, building out the business. And so with Club Corp, what is the vision of Club Corp over the next several years? Well, so, you know, when you talked about some of the verticals, um, um, when you when you talk about some of the verticals, um, I, I think so. You talked about the, the golf club business. So we've got a golf club business. And we have, we, so we're the largest owners of, of private golf clubs in the world. Um, we've got a city club business which is, you know, these kind of clubs at the tops of buildings. Um, we have a stadium club business. So we're starting to get in that business where we're operating, um, you know, premium spaces at, at, at college stadiums. 
And then we're developing a fourth vertical, which is Big Shot Golf, Big Shots Golf, which is a, a competitor to, to Top Golf, and it's going to be a, a really great program. I mean, from what I would love to see is I would love to see us have, you know, the vision would be obviously and clearly we want to continue to be really focused on producing great product and being the best at what we do. But my vision would be is that we've got a, a, a kind of a platform or, or, a, or a portfolio where there's the seamless interaction all the way through the portfolio. Yep. And, and right now we might be interacting with someone in one area of our portfolio, but not another area of our portfolio. So when I think about the opportunity for us and where the vision is, I would think that ultimately at the end of the day, we would want someone, when we, when we start talking about a prospect, we would start talking about a prospect about how you can interact with us around golf, how you can interact with, interact with, interact with us around entertainment of clients and, and you know, outings and, and you know, offsite uh, meetings the way we can entertain you at a football game, how we can, you know, help you, um, uh, you know, get into a, a space like top to uh, uh, big shots golf. So it's it just the seamless interaction across the, across the portfolio that I think is, 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 is a really important element for us in our future. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Peter Kent, Chief Commercial Officer for Club Corp. And Peter, prior to joining Club Corp, we'd previously mentioned you spent several years on the team side in Detroit with Illich with multiple properties. So how did that experience help you better prepare for the role with Club Corp? Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, I grew up in Michigan. I'm a Michigan guy, you know, no matter where I live or have lived in the past, because it's, it's weird to me, I have lived longer outside of Michigan than I have lived inside of Michigan. It's a little strange. Um, so, you know, regardless of where I'm hanging my hat, I mean, home will always be Michigan. So it was incredible to be back in Michigan and not only be back in Michigan, but really be associated with these two incredible franchises in the sports world. Um you know, the, the, the Detroit Tigers and, and Red Wings. Um, that was an incredible experience. Uh, you know, I, I love, I guess, you know, one of the things that I, I you know, I really enjoyed um, um, about my time in Detroit was the opportunity to, to think about that business just a little bit differently than they had in the past. And it, it, it helped me kind of, I think, probably with the way I approached opportunities, um, you know, um, the way I looked at white space in a business, um, the way we set up our sales teams, the way we approached the markets, the way we thought about the transaction, um, the way we identified opportunities, those were all really helpful, 
you know, we went into a couple of spaces where um, particularly, I think if you look at the Red Wings, the business around Little Caesars Arena, they did an incredible job of opening that building and, um, and selling that building. And, you know, the, 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 the Red Wings have such an incredible following in business in Detroit. Yep. And it was really incumbent upon us to come in and find, again, kind of this white space in areas that, that we could sell. And we did it pretty successfully. And, um, and it, it was very helpful to me just to be able to, to, to have to do that and be in that position to find that opportunity. Um, and, and, and it's translated well here in terms of how we identify, you know, opportunity in, in Club Corp. And candidly, it, it would be helpful anywhere, not just Club Corp. Right. You know, as, as you think about your time in Detroit, you manage all aspects of sales, pricing, revenue management, strategic partnerships, sponsorships, and, and much more. What's your advice on being able to be efficient and effective each and every day? Well, I mean, it, it's a really good question. I guess, you know, um, I, I'm me, myself personally, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fairly task oriented person, um, meaning, um, I love the lists. I love, you know, I love when I, um, and you, you and I have, you know, obviously worked together. I love, um, you know, jotting things down. I love getting focused on a task. Um, and, and I stay pretty focused on my task list. And so I think that that's, that's really critical. I, I think if you take maybe even, if you go one step further, it's how do you fill your list? You know, and, and, and the way you, you know, you build your list, which is how you're effective, I think is, and it, candidly, I think something I've always been, you know, um, it's always been maybe one of my, it's probably been a, a, a friend to me is just the curiosity with which I go throughout my day. So, you know, asking lots of questions, you know, why this, why not that, why, you know, um, have you ever thought about this? Um, just, you know, it's this continual, um, I think this continual conversation of, um, just how do we do it better? How do we do it faster? And, and, and with that will come lots of opportunities, you know, and, and, and again, then you can get super, um, I think probably, you know, super focused on, on the right things that you have to accomplish. Um, and then ultimately, you know, you build priority around that and, and, um, and that's where you find some pretty effective gains. No, absolutely. And, you know, Peter, to your point, prior to Detroit, you spent your majority of your career in the sport of golf, you know, first with Nike Golf as a regional sales manager and then moved on to the PGA Tour for 11 years with the last opportunity being the senior vice president of global business development and tournament revenue. So, you know, I guess going back to the beginning, it was like, was golf just always in your blood? No, it's interesting. So I um, so first of all, I grew up playing tennis. I played tennis in college. Um, I, I really just stumbled into golf. Um, I met a guy out West. I was, as I mentioned, I was selling toilet paper. I was living in New Mexico. Um, it was my first job out of college. And I just stumbled into a guy that at the time was working for, for um, Spalding Sports. And Spalding Sports back in the day was kind of like, you know, there's probably a lot of folks that are listening that, that have never heard of Spalding Sports. It was kind of like, almost like it's Nike of the day. It was them and Wilson that kind of owned the business. Okay. And he was, he, he was um, Spalding was famous in the golf world for top, top flight golf. Um, products. And so he just said to me, listen, would you be interested in, in working for, for Spalding? And I said, yeah, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I was a college athlete yeah. to get into that space, of course. And so I started working for Spalding in Los Angeles and then was recruited um, by uh, Spalding, was recruited by Nike. And that's how I ended up at Nike. And then at Nike, I met the guy I work for today, David right. Pillsbury. I met Pills at Nike and he went to the tour 
and recruited me to the tour and I went to the tour. And, um, and so that's, I, you know, I, it's interesting. You asked me that question earlier and I started thinking about it. Um, I've been in the golf business for, um, I think it's something like uh, 24 or five of my 28 years, professional years, which is just yep. wild. Yeah. Um, but it's been the majority of my career has been in some way, shape or form, you know, related to the golf business. Now, can I ask, like, what's your handicap? How are you as a <laughs> as a golfer? Is that a public yeah. knowledge that we're allowed to talk about? Yeah, that? yeah, it's, yeah. It, no, so first of all, I would just tell you the worst thing for your golf game is get in the golf business. You watch it go sideways. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> um, yeah, listen, I I love to play the game. I don't play that much anymore. I mean, I was probably at my at my best. I was a you know low single digit. I can play, I can move it around a little bit. Um, and, uh, um, you know, I'm probably now maybe a high single digit. Uh, I don't, I don't play nearly as much as I used to, but I do love to play. Nice. No, absolutely. So Peter, as you think back, you know, the first 15 of your, your, your years in the golf industry specifically, like you, you continue to grow, you continue to be between Nike and PGA tour. What do you feel like you did on such a consistent basis to continue to, to get promoted and grow your career? Yeah, you know, and actually, you know, when you were, it was one of the things I'm glad you asked the question because it was one of the things that that um, I I really wanted and, and should have said when you asked me earlier, like, what do you what do you look for in a in a in a seller? And listen, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, I've always prided myself, regardless of what my title's been. Um, I've always, you know, I've always prided myself on all the things that we've talked about, you know, thinking big and planning and, and, um, and connecting with people and so on and so forth. But the other thing, candidly, that I think is, in, in, you know, above and beyond curiosity, I mean, I just, as I mentioned, I've always been that, that I've always been that guy that, you know, it's like the, you know, the, it's like the scene in, in, um, in Big when Tom Hanks is like, you know, looking at the, the building that turns into a robot. And he's like, I don't understand. And the guy's like, what don't you understand? And then he throws something at him. <laughs> I'm, I'm oftentimes the guy in the room going, I, I don't understand. Um, and so, you know, uh, but above and beyond that, I've also really, I, for me, I think what served me really well outside of curiosity is the fact that, you know, I think the easiest thing in the world to do is to identify problems. Yep. You can identify an issue I think there's like everybody can sit in the back of the room and go, that's, that's broken. You need to fix that. The hard, the hard part is fixing it, like finding solutions. And, you know, I've always been one of those folks, I think that's probably been, you know, very solutions oriented throughout my whole entire career. Meaning, you know, and it's, and it's, and you know, there's a, we don't have enough time, but um, there, there was a very specific time um, when I was just starting off in my career where I realized I had a major problem um, with a client that I couldn't get into because of some stuff that, you know, went wrong prior that refused to do business with us. And I had to build a, I knew if I could build a solution that got the client to a spot where they would do business with us, it would launch my career. And you know what it did, but I, I certainly could have sat back and said, well, I just can't get in and I'm going to have to you know, have to deal with it. And, and my nature, yeah, my nature is not to do that. It's like, okay, let's, let's figure it out. And let's go bang on their door with a solution. And so I think identifying solutions is something that everybody has to do and has to do well in order to uh, to continue to progress in their career. And that's great advice. And, and, you know, identifying solutions doesn't matter what role you're in. You could be an intern, you could be a SVP, you could be everything in between. And so certainly great advice there. And you know, as you think about your career, you've always been very fortunate. And we've talked a lot about on this podcast, 
the value of people. And, and you've been fortunate to work for and alongside great people. One of those individuals, David Pillsbury, who's now the CEO of Club Corp, who you worked with at the PGA Tour as well. Mm-hmm. And so first, what's your advice to listeners to finding a mentor or mentors early on in their career? Yeah, it's a, listen, I, at every stage of my career, at every stage, I've had people that have taken an interest in me and have 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 been so incredibly important in terms of shortening my learning curve. Um, you know, I think about uh, a guy that's that's passed away, unfortunately, but I, we worked together in Chicago at Nike, and you know, I started. I was very young rep working in a pretty big market in a big territory. And he was a guy that had been doing it for 30 years. And I got up every morning and we talked every day at seven o'clock in the morning about what happened yesterday, um, what we were doing today. And he took the time to say, Hey, don't think about it like this. Think about it like that. Maybe have you thought about this? I mean, and, and it was so helpful to me. And so I've been super fortunate that, you know, and I think also, listen, I mean, I've never been, even now, I mean, I've had people, uh, I think about, you know, the person that I worked with in Detroit that didn't, I didn't work, he didn't work, I, you know, I didn't work for him, he worked for me. Um, you know, I, I learned stuff from him every day, Chris Kaufman, I learned, I learned stuff from Kauf every day. Yep. Um, and you have, you can't be afraid. So first of all, I would just tell you as a, as, you know, looking for someone that's a mentor, find, definitely find someone. But tell them, like, listen, appeal to them on a personal, I think, on a, you know, from a personal standpoint of, listen, I could use the help. Would you, would right. you be interested in helping me? Like, I personally could just use the help and I would love to be able to, to draw upon that with you. Um, you know, I think sometimes people get very hung up on always needing to have the answer or wanting to have the answer or always wanting to, you know, to come across as they, as they, they don't need any help. Right. We all need help. Yeah. We all need, need help. And, and actually, I think it's a sign of strength when someone says, I don't know. Right. And I need help. I think, I think that actually goes a lot. And I think a big part of this business too, is that vulnerability. So even if you're a leader showing your vulnerability and showing, showing your vulnerable side that, yeah, you may need help. Hey, you don't know exactly everything and how can we learn together and grow together? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I have never bothered in a meeting to say, you know, I don't know. It's a really good question. I just don't know the answer. We should all, we should all kind of get our heads together and try to figure that out. Um, and so I, I think that that's a really, I, I think that's a really, really important point is that, you know, don't be afraid to say, I need help. I could use your help. No, absolutely. Well, Peter, you, you earlier mentioned that you'd grown up in, in Michigan, Big Rapids, Michigan. You went on to attend Ferris State University. You played tennis, received a degree in marketing. You ultimately you ended up in New Mexico selling toilet paper. What do you think you wanted to do as a career? Oh, geez. You know, I, that's a really good question. So, you know, in, I honestly thought I would always be in the music business. Um, I, so I was, I dropped out of college. I got hurt playing tennis. Um, I, you know, I, I was up to that point, I'd spent a lot of time in my life on tennis and, you know, traveled as a junior and, you know, so on and so forth. And then I got hurt and it was kind of like, I didn't realize there was this whole other world out there. Like, you know, there was places I remember calling my parents going, Oh my gosh. Like, you know, after I wasn't playing tennis anymore, I called my parents and I was like, Oh my gosh, there's like, did you know there's like places in college where people will go like they, they drink beer and there's like they meet the guys meet girls and girls meet <laughs> guys and they dance and there's music. They're like, were you aware that these places existed? And um, and so, um, you know, I got into that business. Um, I dropped out of school my I think probably my my junior year and opened up a bar with a couple of friends of mine. 
and we focused on live music. Like we booked, we, we had a college bar and we booked live music. And, um, and I thought I would kind of get into that business. And I realized after about a year and a half of, you know, you know, getting beers poured on me uh, and getting out of work at four o'clock in the morning, smelling like an ashtray that there wasn't any future in that. I went back to school and finished my degree. Um, but I always thought that that would be kind of where I would, where I would head. Now it's funny. I kind of went, I kind of veered back into the music business with, you know, Illich Holdings and 313 Presents. Right. Um, but uh, I always thought that maybe that I would be a guy that, you know, owned three or four bars and, you know, be live music and maybe own a live music venue. And that was kind of what we had mapped out. So, yeah. Well, you ended up having an illustrious career to say the least anyway. And, uh, <laughs> You, you obviously grew up an avid tennis player, as we talked about, got in the golf industry to your point earlier, 24, 25 of the 28 years of your career have now been in golf. And, and certainly myself and everybody else is going to be excited to see Club Corp continue to grow. And so as you look back at your entire career, what would you say has been your best memory? Oh, uh, you know, listen, this is going to I actually don't I can't stand it when people do this um, and they go, oh, just there's so many to choose from. And. I mean, honestly, I've been really fortunate that I've, I've worked at these, like, I've never, I've never um, not wanted to get up in the morning and go to work. Yep. Like, if I think about broadly, you know, just if you go like, well, what, I would say, like, listen, there's never been a day. Now, it doesn't mean there hasn't been really hard days. And there hasn't been hard conversations. And there hasn't been, you know, things that have been, have been challenging to get through. But I mean, listen, I, I've just been so fortunate to work for great companies and work for great people, um, to have access to great people. I think about, you know, coming from Detroit and spending so much time with guys like Chris Granger and Chris Illich, um, you know, getting access to, you know, really senior folks at Nike, uh, Jay Monahan, Tim Fincham, Pills, you know, David Pillsbury. Um, I've been fortunate at every single turn to just be at these amazing places with these amazing people and, um, you know, I, could I, could I point to one thing? Probably not. I mean, there's just been, there's so many people and so many, you know, um, uh, times where I've been impacted, you know, and touched on, you know, on all of the, I think probably now, maybe I, it might be thousands of people that have worked for me. Yep. I've just been yep. touched by, by so many people. And it's just been, I've been so fortunate in that regard. No, that's awesome. Well, Peter, this has been great. Ton of great advice. Certainly fun to hear about your journey on, on the team, the league, and, and the private club side now. So to close it out, I like to put our guests on the hustle hot seat. So you ready for this? Sure. All I don't right. know if I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> if you had any superpower, what would it be and why? I mean, who wouldn't choose flying? I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You got to fly. Of course, you because you, you can go anywhere you want. Go anywhere. Gotta be quickly if you had a boat what would you name it um let's see afrolicious why is that because i have an afro <laughs> nice you have your own late night talk show who are you inviting as your first guest john McEnroe. gotta go with johnny mac nice well to close it out what are three key takeaways you would give every listener to be in your shoes one day really hard work ask questions, um, and, uh, and look for solutions. Couldn't agree more. You know, we talk a lot about name of the podcast, 52 weeks of hustle. You got to work your tail off. I love asking questions. You know, have two ears and one mouth for a reason, do twice as much listening as you talking. And, you know, certainly as, as you think about that solution based, 
you know, selling and solution based as you grow your career. Peter, thank you so much. You've had a great career. It's a pleasure talking to you. And I certainly appreciate your time and expertise. Thanks, T. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.